What's your favorite stretch routine? You, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't even. I couldn't. Even come you up could with say it with a straight face, or what? Yeah. <laughs> I'd do some toe touches or something. <laughs> <laughs> toe touches. I'll rock a few toe touches. You yeah, know bro, what I'm you saying? gotta stretch out the hammies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll do the butterfly move a little bit. You know. <laughs> You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you can even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventures and the gear that goes with it, and other stuff. (laughs) That was called ad-libbing there, yeah. Woo! Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, so this week we are going to, we we brought Libby back. Hi, Libby, how are you? Good. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. Uh, one of our store employees who's fantastic at her job and rock climbs. So you, where are you at in your rock climbing career uh, experience? Because you can uh-huh. lead climb Yeah. Um, trad. You can lead trad. Yes, I do a lot of like, I wouldn't say big wall, but like multi-pitching. Okay. Um, so yeah. Okay. How many <laughs> years have you been climbing? Oh gosh. Um, so I started really young, but like serious climbing, like doing it on my own, like actually interested in it, probably four years ish. Okay. Yeah, no, that's good. I no longer consider myself a climber. I haven't climbed seriously for years. <laughs> I'll climb for fun every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get my kids into it. Greg, that's what you do, right? You get the kids into it more or less. Like how often do you go out just to climb yourself? Um, not a lot, but I would like to do more. We've yeah. kind of been gearing up over the last like couple of years. You and I, dad, kid, yeah, Ninth Street day, I think. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So seven common mistakes in rock climbing for beginners. I found this article on Send Edition, SendEdition.com. Gnarly. Gnarly. <laughs> uh, so if you're new to climbing or want to get into the sport, uh, we all three have experience. Libby, the most current, I would say, uh, being out there. Let's go over some of these mistakes that they say and see what your thoughts are on them. They have at the very top here, not warming up properly, says the first mistake that beginner, beginner rock climbers make when they get to the mountains or the climbing gym is climbing without properly warming up. Warming up your entire body is an important way to prevent injury and improve your climbing session. Now, I'm at the age that by the time I get to the crag, I'm pretty damn warmed up. Like, I'm pr- I need to sit down. Like, like that's where that's where I'm at. If you carry the gear, gear bag from the trailhead to the crag, you're good. It's you're like, pretty good. Warmed yeah. up. Yeah. So the more youthful of you out there, Libby, do you have a warm up routine? How important is this? I do. So I like to start like with five, seven, five, eight. That's normally the first climb. So like when picking where to go climb, I like to have like a good variety, if that makes sense. But yeah. I also stretch a lot before just because 
lots of injuries have happened um and it just helps me like i've noticed like i can like get my foot up higher if needed or like more flexible in a way um but yeah and then climbing like easier grades to just like mainly it's mental for me like if i climbed like the five seven super easy like i can easily climb the five nine i don't know so it's more like i look at it as warming up my body as well as like my brain as your mind uh-huh yeah yes. greg do you, you have a warm-up routine no, but I'm kind of an underachiever when it comes to climbing stuff, so I just go out and injure myself. <laughs> uh, it is easy. I think I'm with you, Libby. You know, it's been forever since I've climbed it consistently, but I do recall, you know, you start on an easier, your first yeah. one, you start uh-huh. light, I yes. guess. And you don't just jump on uh, the, the your limited climb, whatever that grade is, and just yeah. be like, well, I'm fresh, I'm going. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. a lot of people, like... I- beginners think that like it's like oh I have all my energy right now but really it's like I climb better when I have a pump if that makes sense so it's like I don't know if I climbed like a 511 early like at the beginning of my session compared to towards the end like it's a huge difference so I don't know some people think of it as like oh I'm not tired yet like let's see the hardest I can climb but really it's like your third or fourth climb should be like your peak if that makes sense at least for me and a lot of people i've talked to so but that's just how i do it but all right warming up is number one um or their number one and again we're going over the send edition.com seven (laughs) mistakes beginner climbers make the second one muscling up a climb now when i was beginning climbing uh my best friend who got into the sport with me was a phenomenal gymnast uh, like a like a men's gymnast with rings, high bar, that kind of stuff, and he ha- and he had a, a strong upper body, so he could muscle up climbs when when we started very easily. But as the longer we got, we were climbing the the less he could use that as a crutch mm-hmm. because you had to start relying on technique. So it says here a common rock climbing mistake is relying on strength to pull and push your way up the wall. Well, then how do you get up the wall? However, by focusing on your strength to get you up the wall, you will be limited in the routes and problems that you climb and weaknesses such as grip strength will be especially problematic when you want to continue leveling up your performance. One way to level up your climbing without sending, spending hours in the weight room is to focus on technique. So what do you mean by technique? Like footwork? Yeah, so footwork is a really big thing, like using your feet. A lot of beginner climbers like don't walk their feet up when really you could be using that like strength in your legs like everybody's legs are stronger than their upper body mm-hmm. i would say that's like pretty normal um so using your legs is really important just because you can get up a lot easier um a lot of beginners over grip too so like they hold on too tight mm-hmm. which is awful because it like pumps your forearms really fast and it's just like you can just like hang if that makes sense let your legs do the work that's how i think of it yeah and then um, smooth movements isn't so like technique people just you want to be smooth so you're not like jumping around everywhere like if you throw your body at a hold like you're more likely to come off just because that force it'll pull you down so it's like if you go up like slow and controlled you can like grab it easier okay if that makes sense for so. sure they also list balance um is that something i mean it was you know it's kind of a funny thing to see people working um what are the the straps in the park you know what are those called that you slack lines, slack lines yeah mm-hmm. slack lines but can slack line work help with balance on a wall and climbing i don't know honestly yes you think yeah, i absolutely. slack line a lot absolutely. but i haven't really like no i think balance like but, practicing balance like that helps mm-hmm. with everything 
Okay. Yeah, I, I I just got I haven't set it up yet, but I got a slack line for my kids for Christmas, mm -hmm. just like. purely for that purpose of like helping their balance. Mm -hmm. yeah. My hope is it'll make them better skiers, but skiing yeah. 100%. My coach used to make a slack line like for hours on end, and yeah. it was like fun, but interesting. <laughs> what? How does it help with skiing? Just balance. Just balance. Yeah. Bal balance. Balance and core strength. I think. Okay. They also yeah. made us like ice skate a lot for balance. I don't know. Ice yeah. skating's brutal. Yeah, that was. Body composition. <laughs> so body composition, uh, hmm, and how to be more efficient with your climbing. Body composition, like losing weight or like just changing. <laughs> Beginning climbers. Beginning. Too fat. Too fat. <laughs> Common problem uh, when people start climbing. Uh, that, I can attest. <laughs> yeah. I can attest. So, oh. for example, oh, climbing with straight arms is an important technique to conserve energy and helps you balance your weight mm -hmm. on your feet and legs. There are many techniques that you can learn, but there are different disciplines in climbing that are better for learning techniques while you climb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, again, like a lot of beginners, they call it dinosaur arms or like T-Rex arms. You always climb with your hands like by your chin. Mm. You want it to be extended so you're hanging, not gripping, and then use your legs to push up, if that makes sense. Yeah. For so sure. it's like a 50-50, like your body has to work together, mm -hmm. which is kind of hard sometimes, but once you get it, it like makes a world of difference. So, All right. Next under beginning climbing mistakes, we have climbing without proper safety training. Uh, yeah. So this is a sport where you can die if you screw up. <laughs> so that's not good, you know, and <laughs> a lot of times this, us kids start, you know, and we're in our teenage years when we don't really care about safety very much as we probably should so places like gyms are a great place to learn now there wasn't a gym when i learned in ogden there was i think there was north ogden. i think ben loman climbing gym was open at that time but uh we didn't go so i had a friend whose uh, brother-in-law was a climber and we learned through experience by going with someone who knew what they were doing and then we went to the local shop at the time and bought essentially a book it was like here's how to tie your knots and here's like it's like a how to climb book you know and you yeah. look through that and it's like okay literally buy the book here's how you but um that and then some some coaching um so how did you Libby how did you start now did you have um did you have your dad teach you yes oh, see, so that's nice that that was really nice yeah. yeah but when it comes to that stuff like a lot of people like I know some people watch YouTube videos and then just go. Mm. I think the biggest thing and the easiest way to learn it from like my experience was doing it with someone who knew how to do it. So like climbing, like there's not really, I mean, gym's awesome, but again, like you kind of just need to do it, but it's nice if someone's there like watching you do it. Like, oh, you just backclip that. This is one of those or, sports where, yes, you need a mentor to tell you because sure. like, do you, how do you know what a backclip is? Exactly. Yeah. And the front actually has some great um, classes that I've actually taken a lot of when I started. So that's what I always recommend just because you're like, you're with an instructor. It's normally two day courses for like their leading classes. Um, but that's what I recommend. I did it. It was great. You get a free rope out of it. So Whoa, that's kinda, huge for yeah. real? Yeah. Uh -huh. oh, the class nice. is like or, or 70 gree -gree. bucks. Or oh, a gree, -gree. Wow. Yeah. But Outdoor program also has classes up at mm -hmm. uh, Weaver State University for those of you here in Ogden. Uh, yeah, or jump down to your local gym here. We have the front and there's beginning classes that can help you learn the proper safety training. There's also, so there's, there's the knots, clipping safety, like you mentioned, Libby, belay safety, belay safety's. That's 
a hundred percent. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> I have pe- problems with people. I only trust like very few people to belay me. So like if you're a strong belayer and your climber knows it, your climber can like climb a lot harder just cause they're like, Oh, I know this guy's going to catch me. Like, so I think it's super important. It helps your buddies out. also keeps them safe. So. We have much better hardware these days. That's so true. So gris and things that'll sort of make up for, well, mm-hmm. the bad side of those is you can get lazy, I guess. Yes. And rely on that too much. People forget to lock their lockers now, which is like. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, so that's when, another thing. When I learned, I learned on a, well, I learned on a figure eight, like, mm-hmm. a, like an eight. Yeah. Not even an ATC. So you had to really watch because mm-hmm. there's there's no stoppies. You gotta, no besides, stoppies. you're the one doing it. Yeah, <laughs> belay safety, climber and blayer communication. I think that's an underrated uh, something people we don't talk about. An, un- an underrated skill. Mm-hmm. How do you communicate? Because when you're topping topping out on a climb the first few times with the new belayer, especially if you don't have your communication down, you might not be mm-hmm. able to hear. You might not know what's going on. So make sure that you practice that. And then anchor setup and takedown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Cleaning is like where the most problems happen just because like it's such an easy thing to do, but it's also an easy thing to mess up. So like double checking is what I say. Like you think you're right. Okay. Check again. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't led a route in I don't know how many years, but I loved leading, hated cleaning. Cleaning scares me to yeah. this day. I absolutely hate it i will <laughs> okay get out of not it the only one. <laughs> very good all right okay let's see what else they have in here Mis- beginner mistakes not including strength training now this is new to me mm-hmm. I've, Libby, I mean, what, what are you gonna are you do some push-ups on the side like on the mountain it's not like here? mandatory but yeah. it definitely helps like i didn't start like focusing on like strength training probably like until a year and a half ago um, after all my sessions, like I'll either climb like a ton of yellows, just like while I'm pumped and tired, just like keep climbing easy stuff so I can get, oh gosh, that's scary. So I can get like oh. more. <laughs> it's coming down, Greg. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Climbing easy stuff just so like you can keep, um, the technique going. Like, so your technique's still there. Even when you are tired, um, hangboarding is something I do a lot too just with finger strength that just helps on like smaller holds stuff like that but i wouldn't say it's mandatory but it definitely helps okay so on the article here at sandedition.com they mentioned strengthening your back shoulder muscles Mm -hmm. and your shoulders oh wait if you don't exercise your back shoulder muscles then your shoulders will become unbalanced i guess you use the front of your shoulders a lot when climbing Mm -hmm. shoulder cuff injuries frequently happen because the front shoulder muscles are pulling on the rotator cuff. And the, hmm, that's interesting. Additionally, strength training become, uh, increases bone density, improves blood flow, and improves your balance and coordination, which are all essential for a healthy body and healthy climbing. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so strength training. I, uh, I would have made that mistake. I don't. I actually enjoy lifting weights, but I, I've uh, sort of heard that it's... N- uh, maybe not doesn't necessarily help you become a better climber but mm-hmm. it's a lot climb. of like body weight stuff i think okay like yeah that makes sense yes weightlifting's great i know a lot of climbers that do it but really it's just like your body weight in my yeah. opinion so like after every session i usually go and do pull-ups just because 
I tried to I tried to pull up the other day and I couldn't do one. I still can't do any. It was bad news. It's weird. I can I, normally I, get three or four, uh-huh. but I uh, I did a, a little bicep workout first, and then I went to do a pull up, and I can uh-huh. I got I got like three quarters of the way up and walk. I'm not making it the rest of the way up. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was bad news. Pull ups. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can, I can do a pull up, guys. You can. Yeah. We should have a pull-up competition. <clears throat> I said a pull-up. <laughs> <laughs> you still might beat me. <laughs> uh, all right. Only training one, climbing discipline. Now, when, again, you know, this is compared to, I like hearing how how you kids, Libby, do it these days because now we didn't necessarily have a gym to go to. So mm-hmm. when you couldn't find a partner, you'd go boulder by yourself, you yeah. know? And so we would cross-discipline train just because we, we had to. If you wanted to go climb, you'd go boulder in the boulder field by yourself. And then mm-hmm. and then uh, once you had a belay partner, you know, you'd go work some routes. So, But only training one climbing discipline. Uh, many mm-hmm. climbers try rope climbing or bouldering and stick to that type of climbing without training or trying any other climbing disciplines. Boy, can one help the other, I think. So I went through a phase there where I hated leading. It was over the winter, and all I did was boulder. Mm. Come this season, like, I'm trying to get back into leading shape just because we're going to do a lot of outside climbing. My endurance was crap. Like, so, like, I have a lot of friends. They don't have a belay partner or just don't know how to do, like, any of the ropes, and they just boulder, and I'll take them outside, and they can't finish a route with just, like, so I really think the leading part is super important just because, or rope, just longer right. routes just for that endurance. But bouldering is also a great way to strike trains because it's just like short. You can go harder if that, so. They complement yeah. each other. So for if sure. you're on a, if you're on a rope a lot, you're doing a lot of long climbs, but maybe you don't have that, um, that power to get through certain sections. Then you mm-hmm. spend a few weeks or, or months bouldering and mm-hmm. balancing that out so you can have the power. And then, and then exactly if you're bouldering a lot and you don't have the endurance. For sure. Yeah. Get on a rope. Yep. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we talked about warming up before climbing. What about not stretching after climbing? I don't do that. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> think, I've, I don't think I've ever done that, but. I've always been told to, like after your workout, you're supposed to stretch. Like. I think it's more important than before, isn't it? Like, I think so, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're. This is general working out stuff. Mm-hmm. You do sort of a calisthenic thing before, like jumping jacks or whatever, like warming up the body, right? Mm-hmm. Before you lift weights, do a hard climb, something like that. And then after, or a run, mm-hmm. and afterwards you stretch. Because if you stretch the muscle while it's cold before you work out, there, you, more of a chance you will you can injure or pull the muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Even when I was like <laughs> lifting a lot, I didn't stretch after, so I... I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> I'm very particular about stretching out afterwards. <laughs> What's your favorite stretch routine? You, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't even. I couldn't. Even come you up could with say it with a straight face, or what? Yeah. <laughs> I'd do some toe touches or something. <laughs> <laughs> toe touches. I'll rock a few toe touches. You yeah, know bro, you gotta stretch out the hammies. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll do the butterfly move a little bit. You know. <laughs> What's the one where you tuck your leg under and then you lay back like the runner or something? Oh, there's like multiple oh names my gosh, for that it. Kills. What's yeah, that, that stretch one... that you do when you have to hold your breath to untie your shoes afterwards? Because I do that one every time. Yeah, that's called <clears throat> like being over the age of thirty or something. Uh, I think that's what that's called. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I got that one. Coming. I got yeah. I got that. 
All right, there's some beginner mistakes. All right, what did we miss? I mean, that was some very, very basic stuff uh, yeah. for beginning rock climbing. Uh, is there something that's technical, maybe with gear? You know, don't step on the rope kind of stuff. That, I think, is more of like a superstitious thing. My dad, mm. if you step on the rope, you are not climbing that day. Well, that's so. how I grew up. I I don't know. We, a lot of people step it on it It presses now. dirt into the fibers yeah. and lessens the lifetime of your rope yeah. over time. Over time, I don't know. A lot of people do it recently. Okay. Um, I catch myself sometimes doing it, but if I do it, I'm like, okay, not climbing right now. Done. Like, <laughs> double check everything. Yes, that is buddy checks. That's buddy checks. Killer. Now that gets interesting mm-hmm. because some people have egos. Some people have been climbing a long time, and when you go out with someone who you know is a good climber, mm-hmm. and they're being let's say lazy and you notice it, it's mm-hmm. sometimes difficult to call them out maybe, but yeah. this is a life or death situation. That's why, I don't know, I buddy, my dad still buddy checks. He's been climbing for, I don't know, 50 years, some, like crazy. And I like catch him doing mistakes too, same as I do mistakes as well. So yeah. I just think it's super important. Again, life or death. Like, life or death. You do buddy it. checks. Yep. All right, that's pretty good. What did we miss, Greg? I think that covered all of the beginner mistakes. All there wasn't one we missed. Yeah. Yeah. Every single one. <laughs> Sendedition.com. Thanks for helping us with this podcast. They have no idea. They probably will never hear this, but that's okay. We'll send it to them. We'll send like, <laughs> we'll send, hey, that's not a bad idea. We yeah. talked about your article. Yeah. Give us some love. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you want to shop for some climbing equipment, we have, whoa, you just got some harnesses we that you put up today. Lot. Yeah, Our some, climbing section looks very happy right mm-hmm. now. Uh, fresh BD harnesses are in stock along with a bunch of other stuff. So We've got some bouldering pads coming in. Put the order in today. Fantastic. Yay. That's awesome. Yeah. Gear30.com. So this is the Gear30 podcast. Shop Gear30. I'll spell it out. G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. And uh, I think Avery was going to give a discount code so if you do sales if you email sales at gear30.com and tell just mention hey heard this i want the podcast listening discount avery will send you a discount code i'll hook you up yeah so this week a person told me that they listened to this podcast and i was like yeah okay we have a listener and then I, <laughs> we have we have a listener. Listener. and then i heard that there was like 300 people yeah. subscribed to this or is that what you told me? Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot. I mean, each each episode normally gets at least 100 downloads in the first week or whatever. So, Sick. and then some of them get. If you're one of those people, I'm sorry that you're listening. To so, get close yeah. to 1,000 oh downloads. Gosh. So I thought it was good. like my mom and my wife and my, <laughs> some of the shop rats, you know, or something. Those, like they count too, though, you know, uh, which is good. So, all right. Well, that's it for this episode of the Gear 30 Podcast. Catch you on the flip side. See you guys out there.